0: How do you get free publicity for yourself as a thought leader or for your firm as a leader in your industry? On today's show, we'll talk with Claire Angel, founder of Angel Consulting, to get answers to those questions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Flash, your briefing on small business news, trends, and insights. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. Stay tuned as we discuss publicity, how to get it, and how it's different from marketing. That's coming up, but first, the news roundup. Small businesses are even less confident about the economy now than earlier in the year, according to the fourth quarter MetLife and U.S. Chamber of Commerce Small Business Index, which fell to 61.3 from last quarter's score of 69.2. Small businesses' declining view of both the national economy and their local economies help drive down the index. Only 25% of small businesses say the U.S. economy is in good health, and 30% say the same about their local economy. Ironically, small businesses have a generally rosy view of their own futures. 65% expect revenue to increase next year. Nearly half of small businesses report searching for, recruiting, or interviewing new talent in 2023, and 60% say it's challenging to keep up with their employees' salary expectations or demands. The National Labor Relations Board's new Joint Employer Rule is continuing to face opposition from small business groups and from some lawmakers. The U.S. Committee on Education and the Workforce voted earlier this month 25 to 20 on a resolution allowing Congress to undo some NLRB rulemaking. The Joint Employer Regulation, which was set to go into effect on December 26th, but has since been pushed back to February 26th of 2024, expanded the scope of the previous rule, so under the new rule, the NLRB can hold multiple businesses jointly liable for the same employee in the case of a labor law violation. The new rule also faces opposition in the U.S. Senate, but even if both the House and the Senate pass measures to undo the rule, it may face a veto by President Biden. Payments.com has released new data giving more perspective to the ongoing credit squeeze facing small businesses. Young and smaller companies are particularly hard hit, according to the research. Those with less than three years of activity and under $150,000 in revenue want 26% more financing than what's available. One big disadvantage these businesses face, they usually have lower credit ratios, making them less desirable to lenders. You can find more information on this and other stories in the news roundup by going to the links in the show notes. Hey, owners, allow me a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor, SBS Accounting and Advisors. Many entrepreneurs struggle with maintaining their business's finances, but you need to enjoy your business and get back to doing what you do best. I know the folks at SBS, and you can trust them to professionally manage your bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, and payroll. So go to sbsaccountants.com today to set up your free 30-minute consultation. Use the promo code FLASH to get 20% off your setup fee. Again, that's sbsaccountants.com. On today's show, we have Claire Angel. She is the founder of Angel Consulting. So Claire, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Adam, for having me.
0: Absolutely. So Claire, can you tell us just a little bit about Angel Consulting and what y'all do over there? Sure.
1: Um, So Angel Consulting is a public relations company. Uh, We elevate the voice of purpose-driven leaders through media, speaking, and awards uh, opportunities. Uh, One of our key differentiators beyond the fact that we operate in the impact space uh, is that we focus on both content development and placement. And uh, we work with Nonprofit and for-profit that believe in um, aligning profit with people and the planet.
0: Great. Well, thank you. That's super helpful. Um, Okay. So I want to dive right in. And I know that this is a question that um, sometimes gets a little bit fuzzy and, and it's hard for us to, those of us who aren't always in this space to figure out. So what is the difference between public relations and marketing?
1: Um, good question, because it's one I'm often asked. And um, the reason why it's fuzzy in people's mind is that they are two sides of the same coin. So when you look at marketing, it's considered um, a push strategy, uh, meaning that um, as a company, you craft the message and you push it directly to your target audience without any filter. Uh, while with public relations, um, that message is distributed by a third party through the lens or facilitated by a third party and that's considered a pull strategy um so um i like to use the dating analogy to distinguish the two is okay you know, if you're on a date um and you're telling your date how wonderful, smart, generous, um, you are that's marketing, uh, (laughs) PR would be you asking their best friend or your best friend to share the exact same attribute, but through the lens and the voice of a third party. Um, and, um, and so the power of PR is that it helps build trust because you're not the, the one, delivering that message, um, it helps build a connection with the audience that is not necessarily the case with marketing. So, um, um, right. but the problem is you don't control necessarily the message. That's why people have a little bit of fear associated m- with marketing, but that's the reason why it's so powerful right? and why you have that trust factor.
0: I think that's a great analogy. And, um, I think sometimes, um, entrepreneurs and small business owners do have, uh, maybe a little bit of an irrational fear that they're going to lose control of the narrative um, or the message. And and you may lose a little bit of control, but th- what you gain by having that added credibility um, is really worth it. So you need to just kind of get over that, frankly. But that's a that's a great analogy. And I think that really sticks. Thank so, you. And I, yeah, I, I would
1: just say that, you know, the, the fear is there. Um, but, you know, if you've built a great product, a great service, and you believe in your mission, you know, have trust in that um, to, to really push yourself forward. And, and just to conclude on what PR is, the tools for PR, um, there are really three main tactics. And you have your media, which is a cornerstone of what PR is, but you also have two other PR tactics that are sometimes overlooked and is your speaking and awards opportunity. And they're also part of that kind of PR umbrella.
0: I hope you're enjoying the show, and with every episode, gaining new insight to help you grow and run your business. I work with small business owners to create successful strategy, operations, and marketing. So tell me about your business's challenges, and let's grow your business together. Email me at adam at smallbizflash.com. That's adam at smallbizflash.com. So I want to then jump into kind of the next um, question, which is how do, especially if I'm a small business owner, you know, maybe I've just got a few employees. I don't have a national, you know, reach kind of thing. How do I get publicity for either myself um, or my firm? And a lot of, you know, listeners, um, they are maybe the primary salesman or saleswoman for their company. Um, So how do they they get publicity?
1: So I think... There's needs to be a method um, to to it because too often I see people trying to do it themselves and they start with the message. And while defining the message is important, that's not where a company and a business leader should start. First, I think before you start any PR, you need to ask yourself why you're doing PR and really have established your goals. Is it to increase your sales? Is it to shed light on an important societal issue? Is it to promote a caring culture in the workplace. Um, so really, start with your goal setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the goal setting, then go into okay, defining the audience and therefore the um, the outlets that serve that audience. Um, so that you kind of reverse engineering from the goals. Right. Uh, immerse yourself in um, in your audience. Um, you know, if you're looking at well, my target audience is. Women between the age of 25 and 50 living in the Midwest. Well, you know, just do your research and start building a list of, you know, outlets, conferences, podcasts that um, this type of demographic tends to gravitate around. Um, okay. So once you have your list, you have your audience before you sit, then you have the message component. What is that audience? How can I serve that audience? And I use the word serve because for me, that's really a cornerstone of PR. You're in the relationship business. And so you should come from a place of generosity and paying it forward. Don't see it as transactional. I'm going to pitch an outlet to share my story. It's really about, okay, how can I serve that audience with my insight, with my story uh, and really come right. from that place of um, bringing meaningful insight and, um, and really bring value. Right. And with that, you really build a relationship with a reporter, with a platform, with an audience, and you'll be invited back because too often people look at PR as a self serving um, tool. Um, and, and it's really not the right way to go about it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's the same. That's kind of, the, you know, the same sort of advice um, that I give folks, even with like social media, right? When you're posting on social media, you need to be sharing valuable information that helps other people. You don't need to always be pushing, you know, what uh, your product or service is. You just, you need to be helping people and serving people and they'll come to you for whatever it is that you're offering them.
1: Absolutely. And I often say, you know, except if you're in a highly patented um, type of business, you know, I'm all about sharing the secret sauce. Um, Because at the end of the day, you're going to emerge as an expert, as a subject matter um, uh, expert in that topic. And so more often than not, people don't want to, you know, do it themselves. And so they'll come to you eventually to do it for them.
0: That's right. Even if they know how to do it, which they're not, they're not going to become experts. Even if you tell them how, they still aren't going to be able to do it, really. And even if they could, they don't want to. They don't have time and they don't have energy. And, they, you know, it's just it's crazy to think that you're going to really give away everything that you know how to do. Um, that's again, that's one of those unfounded fears that people are afraid of. But it's very rare that that actually is even possible. So um, I love that that advice. That's great. Well, Claire, thank you for being on the show. This has been super helpful, um, some great insights, really appreciate it. Everybody, if you want to get in touch with Claire, we're going to have all of her contact information in the show notes. So um, you'll be able to get in touch with her and her consulting agency. Um, So again, Claire, thank you for your time today.
1: Thank you, Adam, for having me. And uh, I hope that uh, that was helpful information for your audience.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's this week's show. Please tell someone about the podcast and rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. That helps others find the show. I really appreciate it, and I'll see you next time.